0: Okay, welcome everyone to Burge's Power Hour. Are you ready to get Burged? Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> I, I'm a verb these days, I guess. I don't know. People have, yes, I, I don't even want to go there. Because, but this is all about self-love, is it not?
2: Yes. That, is what,
0: that is what today and tonight is all about. We have people from all around the world calling in. And those of you who registered. We'll get the recording. Some of them, you know, we had a lot of people register and you'll be getting the recording if you didn't get to show up live. And if you are here live, lucky you and lucky us because you are important and I'd love to see all your faces and hear your voices (laughs) and welcome. I've said welcome to everybody except Margie and Sherry and our 972 incognito person. Like I said, a lot of people calling in from all around. So if you want to just call out where you're calling from and so we can get a good mix of that and we'll start. New York. Massachusetts. Massachusetts.
1: New York. Atlanta. Tallahassee, Florida. California.
0: Kentucky. Cleveland, Ohio. Atlanta, Georgia. I heard Ohio and then what who was the other one? Atlanta. Okay. Why don't I see us being in the meeting? It takes some time. Do I need to help? Somebody's no. unmute, not muting themselves. Okay, welcome whoever you are. You need to uh, say where you're calling from and then go ahead and mute yourself. No. Or not. Okay. And then we have. I think we have Dominican Republic here and we also have them. Connie, where are you from, hon? What? You're muted still. <laughs> oh, well. I look no, glowy. No, yeah, no, I know. I don't know. We, I don't know if you can get unmuted or not, Connie, but there's a bottom left button for you, hon, that you can unmute yourself. I'm not sure if I can
2: unmute. Oh, yeah. Go back to the original thing. Yeah.
0: someone's talking uh with (laughs) you would think by now people know how to do zoom (laughs) i've been using zoom for years and it's like it's the thing now right and everybody's uh using it i don't know why i'm so glowy but maybe i'm just i'm loving myself today i actually took a shower so maybe that's why i'm glowy today (laughs) <laughs> you know you know, how, you know how it is with uh being uh, in covid world sometimes yeah you just wear their sweatpants and you know but i had mm-hmm. to uh, leave the house and be seen today oh there's Con- so connie can you speak now oh.
1: no i'm trying hold
2: on hold on yeah.
0: okay all right okay, up. okay. Well, let me go ahead and just start with uh tonight welcome everybody um it- this is a really powerful topic I think for most of us is to learn how to love ourselves and have an intimate ritual with ourselves. and I don't mean necessarily in bed although <laughs> you know there is that but that's not what tonight's all about today tonight I I want to just first of all make sure that you have pen and paper have something to write with because we will be doing some Exercises, as you know, I like to do experiential stuff. I'm Virgin Lyons with Essence of Being and the Conscious Leadership Academy. Those of you who do not know me, uh, welcome for the first time. And those of you who know me, I'm glad you're back. So uh, it's all about loving ourselves tonight. So we're going to have a little intimate ritual with each other. I'm going to give you some tools. Um, I've been involved in this kind of work for 38 years or more now. And... Um, yeah, so I might have some things to share. I'll give you some tools to use. And we're going to go and dive down into that subconscious layer. Those of you who have done these before or done all of our workshops or some of them for Essence of Being, you know, that's where I like to go. So I want to hear from you, but not your background noise while you're yakking or cooking dinner or playing with a dog. Okay. All right. So what is the difference between love and appreciation? I want to give a distinction about love and appreciation, since tonight is about self-love. So for me, and you don't have to buy into this, but for me, love means it's beingness. And of course I like that word because of essence of being, but it's beingness. There is no effort. Love is love is love is love. It's something that you, you have inside of you. And when you appreciate, to me, there is energy gathered that you send out to other people. So the appreciation part can feel like you're putting energy toward it and it's going towards something. Now you don't have to buy into those distinctions or not. But for me, when I feel gratitude or appreciation, it's more of a, um, an energy that I put out as opposed to love, which is always in me. Now, sometimes I don't put that out, right? We kind of hold it back sometimes. So that's a distinction I wanted to start off with and you know, just decide what does that mean to you when you appreciate something. So if you appreciate yourself, and of course, this is part of law of appreciation. You know how law of attraction is for many of you. You've heard that before. But law of appreciation is another law. It's something that you can find something that you appreciate about yourself and others but tonight's about ourselves. so if you can find something that you love about yourself your hair your 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 feet your your energy your house your your belief in yourself um, the way that you laugh okay the way that you are a giver or a receiver there's a lot of things about you that we're going to go into tonight about what is it that you love about yourself And what can you appreciate? Because a lot of times we block our love, our self-love from ourselves. And one way to get out of that, one way is to start appreciating one thing. Just find one thing that you love about yourself, one thing. And what that does is when you focus on that one thing, it can be big or small, whatever you decide, you find one thing. And what that does is it raises your vibration up because you are putting energy toward you, okay? You're putting energy toward that thought. So you're focusing on that. And what that does is it brings up and raises your vibration enough to where perhaps it'll shift you out of not appreciating you, okay? It's, it's a very subtle, it can be very subtle or it can be very broad, it can be very big. So if you're ever feeling like you're beating yourself up for something, because we do we all do that at times, That's one quick way to do it is say, okay, stop. You pinch yourself. I call it pinch and shift. So you pinch, you pinch a part of you and you say, no, I choose not to focus on that about myself. If you find yourself saying things like, damn it, I'm stupid, or I shouldn't have done that, or I could have done that, or I would be better if I, and you start going into that guilt thing, okay? And you start beating yourself up because some of us may have been conditioned to do that. And that might be our go-to experience. So if you see, if you hear yourself doing that, or you find yourself saying, I should have, would have, could have, or I can't, or there's something wrong with me, or um, I really screwed up, or I'm afraid, or any of those feelings that, or any of those thoughts that feel um, not serving you. Okay. Pinch yourself, pinch yourself and do a pinch and shift. So you pinch yourself and what that does is it brings your focus to the pain on your pinch and then you immediately change your focus and shift it to, I choose to appreciate something about me. Even if it's as small as, oh, I got my computer to work today. Or, oh, I, I took a shower today. Okay, those types of things that you can focus on is going to raise your vibration a little bit. And the more you do that, it adds to it because what you focus on expands, right? All of our essence of being graduates out there, you know what I'm talking about. So let me give you some things that you can appreciate about yourself in case you can't figure this out. I'll give you some ideas, things like I can walk. Some of us, you know, we have legs, we can walk. We got out of bed today. Um, we understand we got a great opportunity and seized it today. I used my voice. I can use my voice, I know how to speak. Um, I paid my bills today, I'm so grateful. I really appreciate being able to do that. I have electricity, I have a car. Just again, things that we just take for granted about ourselves and who we are and what we have around us, it just, what I'm asking us to do is just pause and be present for just a moment about who we are what we have and what we feel and that we can raise our vibration up does that make sense yeah okay all right so it's just like we i don't know about you but a lot of times maybe i go into self-judgment or self-doubt um, maybe i'm just not sure if i should get into this relationship i should do this job i should go out today you know Um, I should get this client, or I should pivot, or what do I need to do today? And we go into these judgments about ourselves and self-doubt. So what we're going to do is we're going to go into that subconscious here in a minute, and you get to find out perhaps, first of all, what's running you perhaps from your subconscious self. Because consciously, I don't think, most of us don't walk around going, gee, I'm going to really screw up today. Or, you know, gee, I'm really going to just feel, gu- I want to feel guilty today because, you know, that's what I want to do. No, we don't usually say that. However, we might feel that. And so I'm, I have some tools for us to work through, but let's find out where that's coming from. And how many of you know about Dr. Emoto? With, yes. For those of you, who I can see you raising your hands. Dr. Emoto, you got to look him up. Uh, he did this study with water and he froze water and he put those crystalline um um i can't think of the word uh I choose to think of the word anyway the crystalline uh, shapes that the water took when it was frozen and he put a drop of water and froze it and he looked at it underneath the microscope and what he would do is he did an experiment he did all these experiments around it, it was fascinating that he would put, he would talk to the water and he would put it under his microscope and he'd say, I love you, you're beautiful. I think you're, you know, I just love you so much. I think you're awesome. I mean, really talking to the water, right? And what happened to that water when he froze it is it turned into this beautiful crystalline, very symmetrical, beautiful colors kind of a shape he took the he he thawed the water and then he and then he said to it the same the same water and he said to it i hate you you suck you're terrible you're a terrible person you're bad i don't like you okay and just spewed out negativity and he froze it again and guess what the molecular structure of the water changed and it became asymmetrical and dirty and it was, um, looked like it had been beaten and it got really, it just totally shifted its structure. So just think about what do you say to yourself in the mirror? We're made of water, yes? A lot of us. We have a lot more water than others. Some of us might have more than others, but if you're looking in the mirror and you're saying those things to yourself unconsciously, subconsciously, or even consciously, stupid idiot, why did I hire that person? Okay, or why did I talk to that person that way? And we're, we're beating ourselves up. And let me just say that when you beat yourself up in that way, it shifts a molecular structure within you, just like the water. And the other thing that it does whenever you are feeling guilty about something, and and I, I say this all the time in all my classes, that guilt demands punishment. So somebody's making noise in the background, could you please mute yourself? I'm hearing dishes in the background, please. So what I mean by demands punishment is that if you feel guilty and you're vibrating that guilt out because our feelings and our thoughts have vibrations and they've proven this in quantum physics. So this isn't just kind of woo woo, Burgess, you know, crazy person, okay? They actually have proven that the synapses in your brain doesn't know the difference between what you think and what you see, all right? So when you are saying to yourself, I'm guilty or there's something wrong with me or I'm stupid, When you're vibrating that, it sends out an energy and a vibration. And so you will attract punishment because you're guilty. Remember, in a court of law, you're either guilty or you're innocent. Okay. And so when you're vibrating guilt, you will I trust me on this. The chances are that you're going to attract punishment to yourself from. Other people, from organizations, from everywhere, or mostly self-sabotage. You will sabotage yourself. So my suggestion is that if you find yourself feeling guilty about anything, and beating yourself up, because that really is, that's really what happens, because it's an unconscious feeling or thought, and that's what you're attracting to you. And so you self-sabotage. Does anybody ever do that? You guys ever self-sabotage? Kind of look at it going, I can't believe I did that. I almost got to where I was going to be and I lost it. I almost got where I was and something happened. And it seems like a pattern. Okay? So this self-sabotage that we can get into, I'm really wanting us to shift that from um, guilt to innocence. And how do you do that? I don't know, Burge. How do you do that? Well... Look, what can you think of that's the most innocent thing in the world? Babies. Babies. Yeah, that's a good one. Nature. Nature. Animals, okay. right? Yeah. So if you think about a baby and you're sitting and you're looking at that baby, you're going, you're so cute, you're so cute, you're, so cute, you're so cute baby. That baby is just, ah, ah, just loving it right? And receiving that love. And guess what? That baby doesn't stop to go, no, don't give me that love. Let me do something for you first. No, I don't deserve that love because, you know, I don't deserve it. So let me, let me go wash your car first. No, the baby doesn't do that. But guess what? You were a baby. So what happened? So we were born to receive love and to be total open structures, to be an open um, molecule, if you will, of allowing love to come to us. And so we we blocked it through our many, many years of a lot of evidence that A, either we don't deserve it, there's something wrong with us. What do they want in return? I don't wanna love myself, I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough, okay? so if you want to feel innocent again, I just go sniff a baby. (laughs) But seriously, (laughs) don't go in, don't make sure it's your baby or something. So I want your baby. I want a baby. My point is you want to be able to access that feeling that you used to have inside of you. And maybe you still do. Maybe you've lost it. Maybe you don't know it's still there that innocent, and I'm going to give you a tool at the end of this in order for you to really practice that and make it a ritual, okay? So let's go though, and let's find out what some of your self-blocks are for for, um, blocking yourself, okay, from self-love. So go ahead and get your paper and pencil out. We're going to go into some judgment land, okay? So judgment, all right. So I'm going to just say a lot of these things that happen to us, Oh, good. I love that. Tina's so good about that. Um, A lot of things that happen to us, we take on and we think it's true about ourselves. And so we hear it from a very young age, from a lot of different places. We're influenced, okay? And so what I want you to jot down is, what did you hear from your mom when you were little, or maybe even now, or anywhere in between that you feel like maybe she judged you or maybe she said something to you um, that stuck, that you feel like she made, you know, it may didn't make you feel good about yourself. Maybe, maybe she said it. Maybe she thought it, maybe you just believed it. Just jot down something that your mom, how she may have judged you. My mom, what she told me what, she showed me what? She thinks I'm what? what. Just anything at all that you feel like? Maybe you hear her voice in your head. And do the same thing with dad. Now, if you weren't, if you weren't raised with a mom or a dad, just do the caregivers, the female and the male caregivers. Okay? So you can do your dad. What did your dad say to you? What did did you feel from your dad that maybe you felt judged? And you can say it like, my dad made me feel. Of course, we know intellectually they don't make us, but my dad made me feel what? My mom made me feel what? And I'm looking for judgment, something perhaps that you've taken on from a very early age. How about your grandparents? Did you hear anything from any of your grandparents or did you feel anything from your grandparents that they judged you? You weren't what enough? Smart enough, good enough? Too fat, too thin? And your siblings, throw them in. Do you have any siblings? Would your brother or your sister if you had siblings? They judged me how they thought I was. My brother always told me, my sister always told me. I felt I couldn't compete. I had to take care of everything. What about your teachers? Or in school, what did you learn? What judgments did you have in school, either from your teachers or your other students? Were you bullied? Were you too smart? Were you told you're not smart? we're writing down judgments of things that you just remember in your in your subconscious or your mind about what you were told or what you believed or maybe you still believe or you think how about religion if you were raised were you raised that you weren't good enough or money is the root of all evil you'll never make it don't be rich don't love yourself enough you have to be humble What a religion teach you any judgments. And then let's lastly think about the culture. What a culture, your culture that you were raised with, what do they teach you about women or about men? Or about children, were they seen and not heard? Were women second-class citizens? We're men, rough and always in charge, rule makers. I can't do it because of them. I'm not good. I'm not a good enough man. I'm too broke. I'm not a good enough woman. So, I'm doing this very truncated. Okay. When we do our workshops, we get very, you know, we take more time and go a little deeper, but it's a lot more, um, guided. Okay. As far as your subconscious beliefs, but I wanted you just to jot down some judgments that just kind of may have popped up and you may see a thing. Maybe there's a pattern there of some of these judgments. And how does that inform your behavior now about yourself? Are you afraid to take risks? And a lot of people are in the chat, so I love this chat. So you're all coming up with some really good chats about your belief systems and about things that you grew up with. Now, some of us get it in our beliefs and our feelings and our emotions or our words or actual deeds that happen. But some of these things that we were taught or that we believed, we just took them on as ours. We thought these were, these were that this was real. This was the truth about us because this is all these big people in our lives. And we decided that, well, that must be true. And we've held on to it. And some of us haven't quite, informed our behavior any differently. And maybe we're afraid to take risks or to put ourselves out there or to be seen because we're gonna get judged. Does that resonate with anyone? Yeah? I've got some really good shares in here. Does anybody want to share a couple things? Any themes that you found that you want to share? And then we're going to shift all of this, okay? I can share. Okay.
1: Very consistent for me is children should be seen and not heard. Very clearly communicated to me. Um, I used to love to sing when I was a very young kid. And I was told that I have no voice. Like you have no voice, you should not be singing, you have no voice, which was technically accurate, but clearly um, not necessarily empowering, that I should be modest, humble, not selfish, not sent out, that I'm clumsy and a klutz, and in all honesty, I've totally adapted it, I think
0: I am, but I'm, you know, I'm clear where it comes from, (laughs) Um, yeah, that's about it. Well, that's a good theme there, Alexandra. And so through our processes that we've gone through, through all of our workshops and the conscious leadership and everything that you've done and the work you've done, you found your voice. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and very clearly that the reason, you know, that journey was happening is because I, I started with that. I shouldn't have one. Exactly. Yes. And I'm sure there are people that can resonate with that. And you took it on and you said, yes, this is, this is me. This is who I am. It makes up me. And mm-hmm. now I'm not saying we push against all of those things, because what happens when you push against and you resist all the things you don't want in your life? We right. You get more of them. Right. Sandra's like, Whoa. yes, it gets more, it gets bigger. It keeps knocking at the door. You keep getting knocked at the door and saying, you know, you're resisting me. So... Our gas and our brake, we drive around a lot with our gas and our brake on at the same time. The gas is our desires. The gas is what we want to believe about ourselves. The gas is things that we really, truly want to be in our life. And the brake is the belief we can't have it or the resistance to it. And so if we keep focusing on more of the brake, that's what we get more of. And so for many of us, what we do is we let go of the brake. We let go of the gas. We let go of our desires. We let go of who we are. We let go of what we really want. We settle. Because driving around with our gas and our brake on at the same time, we spin our wheels and go nowhere, or it feels that way. And so the key here is to let go of the brake. Let go of the resistance or the belief that you can't have it. And if you keep focusing on, I can't have it or I can't do it, then that's what you get more of. Okay. And so I say, embrace all of the warts that you have. Embrace all of it. And Alexander, it's a perfect thing. I'll go segue into what you talk about, about your wrinkles. You know, embrace this part of the shadow side of us, right? The shadow side or the side of us that we don't like and just realize that that's part of who we are now, but that doesn't mean we have to push against it. It means that once you identify, just like Alexander did, you identify what that is, where it came from, perhaps. Once you identify it, now you can do something about it. You can shift it and you're more aware of it. And that's the process of enlightenment in my life and in my world. It's it's not just a one-time thing, can be, but you can shift out of this every single time it's a process it's a ritual about self-love does anybody else want to share one more thing before i
1: i'd like to share okay um mine was kind of like a dualistic theme on one hand uh in terms of you know my mom was born in i guess you say the depression area uh in 1929 and so there was something about um make yourself useful in terms of how you handled your resources. So some natural talents that one may have, whether it was artistic, creative, those things, mystical metaphors, those might've been suppressed because it's like, you know, you want to make sure you do those things that's going to bring money in or that are known ways that money can be brought in. So that was one trek that was going on. So you suppress your God given natural talents in a way because of, being more practical ways. And on the other hand, being held to a higher standard level, you know, be a natural leader. So, you know, being held to those standards, like, you know, your sisters, you know, better than your sisters, even if one was seven years older, and the other one was 17 months younger, you know, better and and just life with teachers, with different people, ex-husbands, you know, it's like you're held to this pedestal this standard. So, you know, of leadership. So it's kind of an interesting thing because it created, um, sometimes it could create a sense where you're stuck because on the one hand, you've got these talents and abilities. So it's almost like a leader all dressed up with no place to go because you're stuck, but yet you're held to do those type of things that can move things forward to another level. And sometimes those things that can move things forward to another level have to do with your natural God-given talents and abilities. So those, those wow. are cool things. Yeah. So anyway. Wow.
0: What a catch 22 on that. Yes. <laughs> right. It's like, wow, what a great epiphany and awareness of it. And so, what do you do with that? You know, so that's great. That's perfect, Deborah. I mean, how so so many of you may have the same thing where you have this catch 22. But also, what do you do with all these judgments? And can you, do you sweep them under the rug? How do you move forward, even though? you're afraid okay or even though you've had evidence all your life it's never gonna work you've got the eeyore syndrome it'll never work better just go back to bed things just aren't gonna work out never has i'll try one more time okay so these are things that we find evidence for and so what i want us to do tonight is whatever you wrote down for your judgments Okay. And I love the chats. You guys are awesome. You go really deep. I love it. So what I want us to do is to shift that so that you can identify any kind of pattern that you see, how you were raised and just understand this is not about parent bashing or culture bashing or religion bashing. This is just allowing you to become more aware, bring it to a conscious level. Okay. So that you can shift it and use the tools that i'm going to give you and some of the affirmations that i have for you to be able to really it is a ritual it is something that self-love is it's innate within us like when we were babies but because of all the stuff that got in the way of us remembering who we really are is this is what we're doing tonight is we're looking at all those judgments and let's now focus on perhaps something that can shift us out of that. And let's focus on what, who we really truly are and what we really appreciate ourselves
1: for. Can we do that? Can I, can yeah. I just say one more thing? Sure. Oh, and because I just had an epiphany about something I've just intuitively done, but now that I think about it, I want to be more conscious of doing it. Okay. But I know that from time to time, what I've done when I've had those two things running up against each other, I've noticed that sometimes I've started to say, I'm making an executive decision to do blank. So, like, say if I need to take a nap, I'll just say I'm making an executive decision to take a nap or I'm making an executive decision to have a mental break holiday. or I'm taking the day off. And somehow that's helping me. I mean, I'm getting it more now because I'm probably going to do it more, but giving myself permission to do those things that the leader, the natural born leader of that standard to to free up (laughs) the part that's bound. Perfect. That's perfect. And I love that. I
0: choo- and that's, that's perfect. And that's what you can say when you do the pension shift is I choose to give myself permission. I choose to give myself permission to rest today. I choose to give myself permission to play today. And that's a big deal for a lot of us A-types is learning how to play and be okay with it and not feel like we have, like we're, you know, screwing around and wasting time, especially when we get older. Okay, time is an illusion. All right. So just to under just so you understand the levels of consciousness. uh, And then we're going to go. We're going to write something else here in a minute. The levels of consciousness are things like we start out as an unconscious incompetent. And what that means is you don't know what you don't know. You don't know any better because you're unconscious and you just don't know. Then all of a sudden, you crawl out from under the rock and you realize, oh, there's a rock there. I never knew there was a rock there. And that's when we start poking around with our subconscious. That's what happens is we start learning things about ourselves. We didn't realize it was even there. And so then you become to the conscious incompetent level. The conscious incompetent level is where you know what you don't know. Now you know that you've been under a rock this whole time. Now you have a choice. You can stay there and look at the rock or you go to the next level, but you can never go back to that unconscious incompetent because you're always going to know there's a rock there. So once you identify, and once you become aware, when you get to that second level, now you're on your journey. Okay, and then so what do you do? You take a workshop, you go to Essence of Being, I don't know, go to the Essence of Relationships that's happened in April and Essence of Being in June. But anyway, or you read a book or you do you start really diving in and, and learning and working through some things and just playing with it. Then you become a conscious, competent. You're actually focusing on something consciously becoming competent and believing in yourself. Then the next level is called the unconscious competence. That's when you don't even have to try anymore. There's no effort. All of a sudden, the, the, the Red Sea parts and everything happens. And you look around and you go, wow, I, I didn't even have to try. It just kind of came to me. And that's like the, that's where the Dalai Lama is. That's where a lot of people you know, strive to hang out in but the truth for me is that we all have all of those levels okay and you've had moments of unconscious competency just think about times in your life where you're like I didn't even have to try to get that and it came to me like that oh my god what was that about and for some people it scares them wait a minute I didn't have to work for it wait a minute you mean I could have love and money at the same time what Oh, better, better self-sabotage. That doesn't fit my pattern. Okay. So this is what happens to us. And just know that wherever you are on that journey, okay, of that consciousness, you can dip down back and forth in different aspects of that. But it's, it's fascinating to just look at it from an, an observer point of view and say, where am I on that scale? Am I unconscious and competent? Am I I a conscious incompetent? Am I a conscious competent? Or am I an unconscious competent when it comes to loving myself? Okay, so let's be conscious about it right now. I want you to write down something very conscious about yourself. What do you love about you? Let's start with your body. So, I want you just to jot down, it doesn't have to be beautiful sentences or anything, just jot down, what do you love about your body? Pick, pick one or 12, I don't care. Something like it can be, it's a miracle. Your body's a miracle. And I'm gonna give you some examples if you can't think of any, like you could you breathe. I appreciate, I have senses, I can see, I can hear, I can touch things. My heart beats without me thinking about it. I can dance. I can walk, I eat. So jot down the things that you can really Say that you can focus on loving about your body. Because I know that a lot of people have body shame. And of course, shame is below the line behavior is what I call it. Guilt and shame and blame and justifying doesn't work. It doesn't shift anything, okay? So then write down your mind. Let's focus on your mind. Something you love about your mind. What do you love about your mind? It's a tool. You have a brain. You know, your mind teaches you how to drive. You can drive. You have memories. You dream. You can read. You have words to speak. Some of us can do math. And then write down something that you love about your heart. It can be things like I have an emotional connection, I feel. I cry, I laugh, I smile. My heart opens when I see a puppy or a kitten or a baby or nature or my friends, or I'm at a wedding. My heart feels. Same thing about a funeral. I know there's been a lot of grief in the air for a lot of people. And that's a whole nother topic that I've done and will continue to do. But feeling doesn't mean numbing out, because if you're going to allow your heart to feel and to be open, yet be willing to feel everything, the highs and the lows. Because if you cut it off, it numbs you out, and then you don't feel. And some of us have done self-protection that way. We don't want to feel the, bad quote, bad things. So sometimes when you cut that off, you also can cut off the other things that you do want to feel, like intimacy, okay? And then lastly, go ahead and write down something that you love about your spirit. It could be your knowing, your intuition, your connection to oneness, your connection to source. Maybe you pray or meditate. walk on the beach. That's a very spiritual act. So these things that you love about yourself, this is a practice of Just notice, whatever you wrote down is perfect, and if you can't think of anything else or if you can't, just this will be your challenge until we meet again, is to keep focusing on what you love about yourself because that is what you will bring more to you. That will help you with your own love and yourself, um, the intimacy that you want to have with yourself and others. And by the way, we are doing Essence of Relationships virtual workshop in April, April 10th where we're going to dive deeper into self-love and self-forgiveness, okay? Because many of us don't know how to do that. (laughs) We don't understand what that forgiveness is. But it's also about how do we, how can we forgive ourselves? And then how does that translate into relationships? Okay. Does anybody want to share anything they wrote down real quick? I hear you, Mercedes.
2: <laughs> I'll share. Okay. Hey,
0: hey, Mercedes. Okay, Sandra, go for it.
2: Um, I, I love that my mind is analytical. I like to question things. I like to figure things out. Um, my grandfather used to say, every time I said, why? He would say, because it's a crooked letter and no one knows how to fix it. <laughs> but i never stopped asking why
0: <laughs> why why why
2: <laughs> especially when he would tell me no i couldn't do something why <laughs> oh god i love that i was curious and questioning and i would always want to analyze things sometimes yeah I'm not do even you, to go do
0: there. you do you do you do you go to the other side sometimes with I that? I was just gonna say that, and I said I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> okay, good, good. I caught it. I'm with you, girl. I caught yeah. you there. I caught you going there. But yeah, it can be something you love about yourself. You know, can be, and I'm. It can also have a shadow side to it.
2: Yes, my husband used to always tell me, "Oh, you're psychoanalyzing me now." Like, okay. And sometimes it would just be a a simple question, like, how do you feel about this? And right away it was, you know. So I stopped asking him those questions.
0: Well, and because many of us do not want to, many of us have been raised or brought up to think or for some reason judge ourselves for, we don't want to be seen or heard. And if we share, if somebody asks us a question like, how do you feel? They may not know how they feel. And maybe they have um, been criticized for how they feel and they've shut those feelings down because they don't want to go there.
2: Mm. Or he just doesn't know how to explain it. He knows what he's feeling, but he doesn't know how to verbalize it. Yeah.
0: And that makes him feel what? Inadequate. Uh-huh. And if you have a wife uh, bringing up all of your inadequacies for you constantly, he's a husband, right? Yes. Okay. Just checking. Yeah. So, yeah. And so... It takes two, you know. Yes, that's is. what it takes to. And the relationships and the dynamics can change. But guess what? No matter where you go, there you are. So we can blame other people for all of our relationships, you know, but we can go back and look at every single one of our relationships and see who's the common denominator here. Okay. And that's the part that many of us don't want to look at. But the good news is, if you do look at it and you raise it to that conscious level like I'm talking about doing, then you can do something about it. Then you can actually, your whole world can change, okay? So, you know, you have a choice. You can go back under the rock, but you always know that rock's there. So if you're already out of the rock, go ahead and keep your journey going so that you can play with this more. So that's great, Sandra, thank you for that, it's awesome very good. So I want to give you guys some affirmations. Now, affirmations are little lies we tell ourselves until they become true. (laughs) So that's a joke. But you know, for, for many of us, we think, well, I've done affirmations, but they don't work. Well, it's because your conscious and your subconscious are not aligned. And I call that your bubble talk. And those of you know what I'm who've done our workshops, you know, it's that little voice in your head, the bubble talk is the voice. Above your head, that little picture in a cartoon character. And that cartoon character, that's what they're thinking. And that's your bubble. So in your bubble talk is your subconscious thought that may not be aligned with what your conscious thought is. So these affirmations, some may take it, you may be able to create it just like that. And maybe it takes a little longer for some, but I've got some really good ones for self-love. Okay. Uh, So I'm just going to say them. And you could choose to do this on a ritualistic basis. And what I mean by that is every day, once a week, put them up on your computer, put them somewhere where you're you know, in your refrigerator, wherever you look a lot, put these affirmations and you say them to yourself and you can say them out loud and make it a, a, a ritual, just like brushing your teeth, okay? You can say, I am willing, to release the need to blame or shame myself. I am willing to release the need to blame or shame myself. I'm willing to release the need to blame or shame myself. Here's another one. I am willing to allow Myself to see my perfection. I want to see. I am willing to to allow to
2: to see my perfection. Did you say perfection or imperfection? Perfection.
0: Now, I I know that perfect and perfection can trigger people, and I say that on purpose. Because many of us feel like we have to be perfect in order to be loved. And the truth for me is, guess what? We're already perfect. We're already perfect. And for many people, what that, that can mean a lot of different things. What I mean by perfect is loving ourselves and embracing ourselves as we are. We were born innocent and perfect. That's the inner part of us. That's who we were born as. All this other stuff, we just layered on top of the real us. they authentic, innocent, and perfect people. Little girls, little boys. Okay? Uh, here's another one. I withdraw my energy and my focus from the past. I withdraw my energy and my focus from the past and release all barriers and release all barriers against the love that I know is my birthright. I withdraw my energy and my focus from my past and release all barriers against the love that I know is my birthright. And I have five more that are really quick. I respect myself, therefore others respect me. I respect myself, therefore others respect me. I am willing to allow others to love and support me. I am willing to allow others to love and support me. And those of you who have done Essence of Being, you know this one really well. (laughs) Yes. I value myself, therefore others value me. I value myself, therefore others value me. I'm innocent and perfect just the way I am. I'm innocent and perfect just the way I am. And the last one is... I make a difference, I matter, I'm important. I make a difference, I matter, and I'm important. So these affirmations, should you choose to do them every day, just read them every day, look at them, put them in different parts of wherever you look at a lot, just say them out loud whenever you glance at it or whenever you uh, see it you, can say it, you can just say it to yourself. Even if you don't believe it, even if you're not sure what it's gonna do, even if you don't see the evidence of it, even if you think it's stupid. Because what it does is it reframes your focus for that moment to your reticular activator in your brain. And that is, that is a scientific principle of you creating your reality because you're focusing on it. Even if it's just reframing it for that second. But I promise you, this other tool I'm about to give you, if you do this, if, if you're that kind of person that really wants to find your innocence again and really live with it some more and love yourself, get a picture of yourself when you're a little boy or a little girl, put it on your mirror, Those of you who've done some of my classes, you know this one. or have done private sessions. Put it on your mirror. Every morning when you're brushing your teeth, look at that little person in the eyes and say to that person 10 times, you are innocent and lovable. And look them in the eye and look at that picture. You are innocent and lovable because they are, aren't they? So you want to say that 10 times to that picture. Then the second part of this is you turn to the mirror. And now you say it to yourself in the mirror. You are innocent and lovable. And do that 10 times. And please breathe in between each one. Please do not do it like you're innocent and lovable. You're innocent and lovable. You're innocent and lovable. You're innocent and lovable. That's that's not getting anywhere. That's not coming inside of you. So you want to say it once, breathe, say it again, breathe it in, say it again, breathe it in. And then the third part is you change you to I. I am innocent and loved and lovable. You can say loved or lovable, whatever feels right for you. And you do that 10 times. So that ritual every morning, I promise you, if you start your day that way, I want you to really notice how things shift for you throughout the day. Where you're a little easier on yourself. Where you can appreciate the little things in your life a little easier. And be aware of it. And give yourself permission to do that. Give yourself permission to love yourself. I choose to rest today. I choose to take a bath today. And if that guilt, that little guilt, got, guilt person comes back, remember you're, that all that does is bring self-sabotage, just pinch yourself and say, I choose, so you pinch yourself, you pinch and shift, I choose to give myself permission to love myself today. Okay? So these are tools that you can use for the rest of your life. And just notice how things shift for you. And I really invite all of you to come to the Essence of Relationships. It's virtual in April. And I'm putting it in the chat, the link that you can go. Just Or you can just go to essenceofbeing.com. Check out our schedule of events. We've got a lot of stuff going on. I've got something going on on March 20th you might want to be there for. It's a channeling thing if you're into that. Also, April 10th is the Essence of Relationships virtual. And finally, our Essence of Being, yes, live, in person, June 25th through the 27th. We haven't done a live Essence of Being since uh, November of 2019. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then we've got a lot of other things going on this year. So check out the schedule of events. Go to essenceofbeing.com. And you can join our Conscious Leadership Academy as well, which is a year long program that a lot of you are in, okay, which includes Essence of Being and Essence of Relationships, Essence of Abundance, Essence of Communication, Essence of Leadership and Essence of Success. And I'm teaching that in Africa right now. We've started our Conscious Leadership Academy. We built a school there from the ground up. We've been teaching kids there for two and a half years now. And be a part of that global movement of conscious leaders empowering others to create a win-win world. I invite you to play with us on that level, however much you can or however much you choose to. And next month in April, my next power hour is going to be, it's the third Wednesday of every month. I've been doing it now for six years straight. Third Wednesday of every month is gonna be on what is my purpose for being here? what is my purpose? So, uh, without further ado, I want to make sure that I said everything virtual. uh, Yeah, I got that. Self forgiveness we're going to do. Okay. Anybody want to share anything before we go?
1: Okay. I just want to say it was wonderful. Great job. This is real helpful. And I definitely want to share these affirmations with my girls and rituals for them too. So yeah, very good. Thank you.
0: Thank you, honey. You're welcome. My pleasure. My purpose.
1: Always, always a
2: delight, Birch. Divine to hear your voice. Yay. This was awesome. I'm glad I came. I didn't even know this was the topic tonight. And I'm really glad that I came. I got a lot of great tools that i can use and um i'm gonna i'm gonna search high and low for a baby picture because i don't know if i have one but i'll have to find one
0: (laughs) well if you can't find a baby picture then the whole point of it is finding something that will access your feeling innocent whether it be maybe a little stuffed animal that you have or maybe a picture of your your kids if you have kids Mm -hmm. just to access the innocence that's the key and that's the feeling place because you can always access that feeling place from a from a little person. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: Thank yep. you, Birch.
0: Love you. Love you all. Thank you. Thank you. Hey. Thank you. I appreciate you. it. You'll get the recording, right. everybody. Thank you, Birch. Awesome. You're welcome. Thank My you, Birch. Play I, with I, me. Hey, are we all done? Thank yep. you. We all done. Oh, yeah. Okay yeah thank you honey hope to see you soon come play with me essence of being home. come play will do okay thank you i love all these chats i love it. I'm going to go back and read them oh you got card yeah, there we go there there's a good one Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Yay. how I pulled today and awesome. you just
1: sent me in that mode. <laughs> I, I, I was wondering how I was going to go about this. And here we go. You gave <laughs> me my tools. So thank you so much.
0: That never happens, right? No, it always happens with you, Burst. I know. <laughs> <laughs> love you, you. Love you. Love See you too. Then. Bye everybody.
1: Bye-bye.